hello and welcome to another week of All Bets Are Off. We're now at week 12. And as always, I'm joined by Micah. Micah, how are you? I'm great, Scott. I'm very excited for this podcast. Uh, finishing up this week of work before uh, Thanksgiving. Uh, feeling good, man. I'm excited. We have apparently like 30-something listeners now, which is crazy to me. It makes me feel like we need to do a better job or maybe a worse job. Maybe people like it when we're terrible. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, maybe they just like hearing about us losing our own money and that's the appeal because clearly it's not them taking our picks and making money off it unless they're betting the other side of it which is <laughs> yeah. a for sure way to make money. Uh, no i feel good i feel good how about you uh doing good yeah no excited i think uh you know this this part of the nfl season's fun when it starts kind of rounding into shape you have some teams getting you know who you know aren't going to make it uh and you're kind of setting yourself up for the playoffs and you start thinking about matchups. So I think, I think I also, this is exciting. I also think it's pretty cool. So on my end, I have two fantasy teams and they're both like not bad. Like I think I kind of have a shot in both leagues. And on your end, you're still alive in your survivor pool, right? Yeah. So my survivor pool, I have... Uh, you want to explain I'm, what a survivor pool is real quick? Yeah, sure. No, good call. In case anyone doesn't know, a survivor pool, uh, formerly known as a suicide pool, uh, until that was just not okay to say, uh, which makes sense. Um, but just in case you've heard that terminology. So basically how it works is each week you have to pick a team to win that week. And as long as they keep winning, you're still in the pool. But if you're the team you pick each week loses, then you are kicked out of the pool. Uh, the, you know, just so that you can't always pick the best team each week, usually you're capped at picking one team, uh, once per season. Uh, so, you know, kind of as you, if you move forward, you may be stuck with picking some pretty mediocre teams at the end and that's what makes it challenging. Um, so the rub is in my pool, it's a little different in that you can pick each team twice. So it's not quite as, I guess, hard. Um, but yeah, so I've made it through the first 11 weeks. Usually I'm out by like week three or four last year. I think I got booted. I know I got booted by when the bills upset the Vikings, which was like a, 16 or 18 point spread in week one which was super annoying but this week still uh still making it i had the niners last week which was uh pretty hair raising that came down to the wire they didn't really deserve to win but uh so still alive in that pool which is pretty fun because there were 400 people to start uh 25 people left so it's a pretty big pot uh, remaining. Maybe at the end, after we do picks, we can, uh, if th those of you who stayed at the very end of the pod, you can hear us decide what team Scott is going to choose, or at least preliminary. Oh, us decide. Oh, you get to, you get to decide for me. I wasn't, I wasn't. Well, aware. you get to decide and I get to <laughs> suggest mine, which almost certainly is a bad idea. Although in my defense, I said the Raiders last week and it would have been, it would have been a win. That was definitely a good pick. And the other, like to follow up on that, I, this pool will go into the playoffs and I usually, or I have never made it that far. So it might be, would have probably been in my interest to pick the Raiders because um, they are less likely to be around in the playoffs. So they could still make it because the Niners would save me a pick there. Although as we'll get into it later, like picking a team that isn't picked as much uh, by the, by the public, the rest of the people in your pool is advantageous. So we'll, we'll dive into those, uh, those intricacies later on. If anyone actually cares, they can stick around. <laughs> we'll do it at the end when everyone is already, you know, my wife listens to this podcast at one and a half speed. 
I found that out. Yeah, what it... it and I don't know what I think about it. It's like, I'm happy she's listening to it. Oh, well, that's a whole nother thing. I'm happy she's listening to it, but it's also like... <laughs> she's like, well, I care more... You have 45 more, minutes. You only have 30 yeah, minutes I care more about the efficiency <laughs> than hearing my husband talk like a normal person and not with a crazy voice. <laughs> I love it. Uh, anyway. All right. Well, yeah, we'll dig into that later. Micah, as always, why don't you uh, kick off with uh, your odds and ends segment this week? All right. Yeah. I, I have just a couple. I only have one like question and, then, and I have a lot of other, other like random trivia about um, records so far in the season, which I thought might be fun. Uh, so my one question actually also comes from my wife. So thank, thank you for that, Sydney. Um, so she was saying that when she just sits down and watches a football game, like she has no idea what to look for. Like she just looks at the ball because she doesn't understand how anything works. And actually my mom, I remember, had the same issue when I started playing football in high school. Um, so my question to you, the one bigger question this week is, how do we fix that? Like for sports in general, do we need like a, an elective in college people to take that that's like once a month where you just like learn what to look for as you learn to follow sports or should it be in high school and should it be like required? <laughs> how do we like, cause, cause I think it's a big barrier for some people. Um, I mean, obviously this is not an actual important concern in the world. But if we were to try to fix that so that people knew where to look and how to watch sports when they, when they first start watching, what, what Interesting. Would you No, we should definitely be taking time away from your children learning, you know, uh, things like reading and writing and throwing it toward uh, things like this. But no, I think it's a fair point in that, like, you know, when you watch a game, yeah, you're probably just watching the ball instead of like, you know, what, what's going on with the defense being set up. And like, you're not really going to learn that stuff just watching it on your own. Um, and with like Booger McFarland, I don't think you're going to learn a lot of that stuff too. Um, oh you know, maybe God. like some of the better announcers like Romo, uh, Collinsworth. Um, I think you could start to pick up on some of that stuff, but you know, probably, you know, to throw it back at you, I think a lot of it's on you. You've got to be, you know, when you're watching games with her, yeah, you kind of got to walk Teaching. her through that stuff. Cause like, I think that that's the best way to learn. Right. Um, but like, yeah, yeah, I do think it's like to your point, it is, you know, you get a lot more out of the game once you know what else to look for. And truth be told, sometimes when I'm being lazy or have something else going on, I'm just, I'm not watching that closely and I'm just kind of following the ball too. So I could probably do a better job of, of that. But, um, no, I think that's, well, especially football, right? Because part of the joy of football is like knowing the weird rules and understanding like what, you know, when my wife watches a game and there's a penalty, She'll be like, why was that a penalty? And I'll try to explain it. And she'll be like, that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. It's like, no, no, no. That guy can use his hands and hit the guy in that area, but that guy can't. And it's, and you know, within five yards is okay. And she'll be like, within five yards of what? And be like, the line of scrimmage. And she'll be like, what's the line of scrimmage? And it's like, oh my God. Um, I, I can see why this is so complicated. Yeah. Uh, have you ever read about, on a related note, have you ever read like, um, about how Chris Collinsworth does this stuff live on Sunday nights. It's really crazy. Like how many different camera angles he has at his disposal and how many people behind the scenes are watching all these things to be like, you know, if he all of a sudden says, watch what like the left guard does on this, like pull uh, on this like running play and blah, blah, blah. He, first he blocks this dude and then gets out on the linebacker and he's like super detailed. And the, the producers, um, the video people in the background, already have this stuff like lined up so that it can immediately go to that frame to like 
highlight the left guard and pull. It's like, it's incredible. If you read about the behind the scenes stuff, it's so awesome. No, I hadn't seen that, but that, that does sound pretty amazing. And, you know, I'm sure it's a long ways from what it used to be like with the trucks and studio and like, like you watch some of the games, even from uh, late nineties, like it's crazy how, how much they've come in terms of like quality of TV production. Um, It's pretty nuts. It's amazing. Anyway, uh, yeah, so we got to think about that because I also, I was wondering if you had like an elective in college that was just like, learn like how to watch sports. Um, I was wondering if like no one would go or like everyone would go. I mean, everyone would go because you'd probably get an A and it would be the easiest class (laughs) ever. Actually, there's a pretty good uh, class that I took. Uh, It was through the, the business school, but I took it my grad school year and... Uh, it was like, I think it was like technically like the economics of sports or something like that, but it was more just like diving a little more in depth on like kind of the burgeoning analytics front. So like we talked about like, you know, three pointers being more valuable than people thought. So this was what, 2006. So it was definitely before that was mainstream and going forward on fourth down. So kind of a lot of the stuff that was like maybe starting to get picked up, but it was, you know, we'd actually like dive in and look at the, the math behind it. Um, so that, that was actually pretty interesting. I'm sure there's a lot more stuff like that now than there used to be. Huh. That's pretty cool. All right. Um, I know we have a lot to get to, so the only only other ones, a couple other quick ones on, on red records and schedules and stuff. I want to, this is a, this is a quiz for you and you have to answer like quickly without thinking about it too much to see how on top of it, on top of the season you are. Okay. Yeah. Okay. There are two teams that are undefeated in the entire NFL that are undefeated at home. Which two teams are undefeated at home? Um, oh, shit. The Pats and Niners both lost. Yep. Or the Pats won? Ooh. Oh, the Pats lost. Though. Pats are undefeated at home. Oh, yeah. Sorry. That was at Baltimore. I thought that was a fuck. Okay. Uh-huh. Pats and uh, the Saints lost to the Falcons. Um, Niners lost to the Seahawks at home. Uh, I'll say um, Packers. Close. Your very own uh, Minnesota Vikings. Oh, interesting. What are they? Are they eight and three? They're five and zero. Oh. What's what's their? They're eight, eight and eight three. three. Yeah. Okay. Wow. But they've. Yeah, that's interesting. Crazy. Huh? Yeah, that. Uh, I don't know. I feel like there's, like they could definitely just easily maybe not make the playoffs or just flame out in the first round. But like they, I don't know. If Cousins goes on a hot streak. Um, they and Thielen is healthy. Like. They're kind of scary. I know. They're dangerous. I mean, Daquan Cook, not Daquan. Dalvin. What's Cook? Dalvin. Dalvin. Daquan was, I believe, a basketball player on on Oklahoma City. Uh, Dalvin Cook is amazing. Dude, it's so good. Um, All right, next one. Two teams are undefeated away. What two teams are undefeated away? Undefeated away. Um, I'll say the 49ers. Yep. And... Oh god, it's probably something fucking weird. Um, and I'll say, shit. Well, I'll go with the Packers. I just try that again. The but, Seahawks. Oh, the Seahawks. Interesting. So they lost at home uh, for their two losses. So yeah, that's weird. Okay, I like those. I like those quizzes. Can bring that. Can and then uh, two more quick ones. Um, oh, okay. Record okay. Best conference in football, and what do you think their record is? Best conference in football, and they played. Let me just tell you. So it's uh, roughly 
41 games. Okay. I, I mean, I think I have to say the NFC West. Yep. Um, let's say they played 41 games. Uh, let's say that they're mm, 28 and 13. Close. 26, 14, and 1. Okay. Um, and then the other, oh, the yeah. last one. It, Cardinals have a tie. I forgot about that. Okay. Yep. Yeah, true. Cardinals are the only team in that division under 500. Um, and then worst conference in football, and what do you think their record is? Worst conference in football, oh. At 40 games. 40 games. Well, it can't be, the, even though the, the AFC East has the Dolphins and the Bills, they have the Pats and the, I mean, sorry, the Dolphins and the Jets, they have the Pats and the Bills. I'm kind of leaning toward, oh, fuck. No. Um, let's say the, I'll say the NFC South. NFC East. Oh, yeah. Oh, so, so the NFC South is 19 and uh, 21. So they're not great. The NFC East, your very own NFC East, home to powerhouses like the Giants and the Redskins. Um, it, they, the NFC East is currently 16 and 24 on the season. Wow. That's my, why is that my very own conference? Uh, Given that I'm know, from the West Coast. Isn't that a thing people oh, say? Oh, maybe. Maybe. Maybe when, it, maybe it's, when it's relevant. It's really yeah, I think like, you, you have a team in that conference. <laughs> I grew up 3,000 miles away. Um, okay. No, that's, anyway, I just thought those were interesting. That was a good one. That's a good one. I mean, that I, – who do you think comes out of there, Cowboys or Eagles? I hope it's the Cowboys because I have a bet on the Cowboys to win more than nine games and the Eagles to not win the conference. Oh, well, that so would be big. I'm, I don't like the Cowboys, but that's yep. – I mean, they're a game up right now. They're playing the Pats. That, that game last week was super important for them to win. Yeah. Uh, they also own the tiebreaker right now. I think there's, they still have to play in Philly. Could be wrong. Or in Dallas. Anyway. Um, yeah. So I hope it's the Cowboys. I don't think they're very good, but I think they're good enough. Yeah. Uh, all right. That's all okay. Thanks, Micah, for odds and ends. Uh, Jimmy, our producer, esteemed producer, if you're around, I think we're going to do a. Uh, uh, a segment for the second time since we actually had a few people call in again. Uh, thank you to those who called in. We had some good ones last week, uh, but I think we're going to kick it off uh, with some viewer calls this week. Uh, You've got me. Yes, I love it. <laughs> so that's my entrance music. We're so advanced. I think I have a name for um, our uh, our voicemail line. Let's hear it. Oh we'll yeah. Call it the- Call it, we're going to call it the money line. Oh, I love it. Money line. I love it. That's, I like it. That's great. That's why you're here, James. I would love it. <laughs> and and all <laughs> of the work that you do that we could not do. <laughs> yeah. So we have three voicemails this week, and Dennis sent in another email. Wow. Um, so let's just get to it. I think Josh from last week has called in with another hypothetical situation. Um, okay. And it involves basketball. Hmm. So here we go. Hey, guys. This is Josh. Um, I think I might be your number two fan because unlike Dennis, I don't have an all bets are off bicep tattoo. <laughs> so I got another hypothetical matchup for you this week. Let's suppose that the Stanford men's basketball team was at home against the 2019 All-NBA team, the first, second, and third team combined. But here's the catch. The All-NBA squad can only play 
three players at a time. Ooh. What's the line? Ooh. Okay, I like that. Are one. we? Are we? Are we good? Uh, we're seven and zero, oh, so we're undefeated. Although we just played William and Mary, <laughs> whose <laughs> whose mascot name is the Tribe, which I don't know how much longer <laughs> oh, that's going to last. Um, <laughs> but I guess they are kind of in the in the deep south ish. Um, so yeah, I mean we're seven and zero, oh, but yeah, we beat in Montana, Long Beach State, uh, Santa Clara some other crap schools. So who knows how good we are. Uh, we're playing Kansas again this year later on, but uh, you know, I'd say like we're kind of a borderline, let's say we're a borderline tourney team would probably be my take. Not knowing a whole lot yet this year, having uh, not watched a lot of college basketball. Um, and then, so if, so say we've got the all NBA team, but they got three players. So you're probably rolling out. Uh, who would, who would you roll out the three guys to start? What would be your starting lineup for the, that squad? Uh, I mean, right now, I think it's Luca, uh, Giannis, and Harden. Okay, I could dig that. So no, no LeBron or Kawhi, but I, I like that. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Their 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 numbers are better. You could argue. Uh, they yeah. Could fit okay. Maybe you want something more athletic than Luca. No, I like there. that. Let's let's go with that. Those are good. Those are three good guys. So then those three guys against uh, five Stanford players playing. I'm obviously they're. Defense-wise, you figure the NBA team has to go zone, right? Just some sort of kind of, yeah. I don't know, 2-1 zone or something. Um, I'm going to say I think I would take the NBA team by mm, eight points. Oh, really? I, w- I, would, I think Stanford would kill them. You think it, so? Yeah, I mean, because Stanford just put someone – under the other basket at all times. They don't have to play defense. You play four on three defense. I know that the NBA team still scores a bunch, but anytime they don't, you just throw a length of the court outlet and it's a layup. And then on offense, you're just getting so many open shots. I like. I think it's Stanford probably wins by like fifteen or twenty. But oh, if it's wow. five, if it's five on four, then I because I. Like they're yeah, like Stanford's not a great basketball school, but still they're all D one basketball players. Like they're all still big and strong and good. Yeah, I don't know if they're all big and strong and good when you compare <laughs> to to Giannis. Like who's gonna stop Giannis? Like I guess you could like double team two guys and man the other guy is one strategy. Yeah, um, that's a good point. Like I, that might work. I still think it'd be Stanford would win, but I, I put the line okay. something like Stanford. Okay. But no, yeah. I, I mean, I, I think it's I like I like that we're disagreeing. Unlike the Bill Simmons podcast, where he makes all of his guests agree. With his <laughs> it's book. true. So I'm down with that. Okay, that was a good one, Josh. Thank you. Uh, what's up next? What's our next uh, money line call? But just to be sorry before going, I'd put the line yeah. as something like Stanford by ten. Ten. Okay. Right, we'll have to we'll have to range it, and then we'll see who wins. <laughs> okay. All right. Our next call comes from Steve Kaminsky from Minnesota, who, I don't know, maybe maybe a, another longtime listener of the pod, uh, but this is his first time calling in. I'm very excited to see what he's got to say, so let's get to it. Hi, uh, this is uh, Steve Kaminsky uh, from Twin Cities, Minnesota. Uh, short-time listener, first-time caller. My question for you, will the Vikes claim uh, the NFC North this year? And if you had to pick the best player in the NFC North, who would you pick? Thanks. Wow. All right. First off, I got to say, 
Uh, I don't know Steve Kaminsky, and uh, I think it's awesome that we potentially have an actual listener that's someone we don't know. Or there's the possibility that that's one of our friends calling in pretending to be a Steve Kaminsky, which is, you know, there's a high percentage of that. But if that's not the case, well, if that's the case, we'll have to kick their ass. If that is not the case, Steve, thank you for being a listener and calling in. We really, really appreciate it. And we, uh, we love the accent, too. The accent's amazing. Um, that's the, oh, my God. I'm so happy right now. Steve, uh, please call in every week if you're a real person. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, cool. Micah, you, you want to start? You go Wait, so I was, I was too, I was too enraptured. <laughs> I was too, I don't know. Totally <laughs> I was too enraptured with the accent that I forgot his question. So I think it was, was it Vikings, the Vikings win the NF, NFC North and who is the best player in the NFC North? Is that the question? Yes. Okay. I'm, a, I'm also, I'm going to put this at like a, an 8% chance that that is Chris Stone falling <laughs> in with the Minnesota accent. And if I get that right, uh, I don't know what my payoff is, but uh, Okay. So, odds that they win the NFC. Well, Mike, do you want to start? Well, that they have they played the Packers. They have, right? I don't remember what yeah, happened in that game. Um, so, we'll, well, the current standings are. Uh, I'll look it, it up while you do it. Go ahead. All right, eight and two Packers, Vikings, eight and three. They lost at the Packers, twenty-one to sixteen in week in week two. All right, I would say. Uh, you know, I think that the Vikings could definitely beat them in Minnesota. Um, and the pa- Packers have a tough matchup this week for San Francisco. Um, although What's they, the tiebreaker after record? Is it head-to-head or is it points? I think it's, it uh, I think it's maybe either division or conference record, something like oh, that. Oh, sorry. First it's head-to-head, but then yeah, then it's division or conference I, record? Yeah. Okay. I think it might might be division for, for coming up. So I mean the the Packers also have the the Giants and the Redskins left on the slate, so they've got a few winnable games. Whereas the Vikings have Seahawks uh, and Chargers, uh, but also Bears and Lions. So I'm gonna say Packers have a pretty good chance, although this is gonna be a tough game this week with the Niners. But uh, I would say Vikings. I'm gonna say 35 percent chance of winning that division. Yeah, I think that I think that's right. I think maybe I think they're. Pretty close, 35, 40% chance. They get the Packers at home. Uh, and then the schedule, like this game against the Niners for the Packers could go either way. Yeah. I certainly think they're going to be dogs. So wait, who do you think is the best player in the NFC North? I mean, it's got to be Mitch Trubisky. I was, I was literally saying <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, that's crazy. Um, you know, I think you still have to give it to Rodgers, but uh, Dalvin Cook is yeah, in I the think mix for sure. Um, uh, but or Thielen, Thielen's Thielen's really good, but I think like, I'd still rather have cook. Right. Uh, yeah. Thielen. Uh, yeah, I think so too. I I go with cook over Rogers. I just like Rogers. I mean, he's awesome, but uh, cook is just like so explosive. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Cool. All right. Um, great question. Great question. Uh, Steve or Chris or whoever you are and please call again even if you're not who you say. Yeah, next, next time with a Louisiana accent. Um, but if that is a real Steve, awesome. Thank you. We love it. Uh, all right, Jamie, we got one, one more call, I think, and one more well, email. Well, it's funny that you mentioned Chris because he also left a voice to know. 
No way. Okay. So, does that make it more likely that he was I don't Steve know. or less so likely? We, we, we could just play him back to back and people can decide. Yeah. This will be like a season long mystery every week. Steve, if you're listening, please call in again. We can. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. Let's let's, do but it. let's listen to Chris's message first. Hey, uh, this is Chris, um, long time listener short-time listener, Ooh. Uh, first-time caller. Um, I wanted hmm, you guys to rank the top five home field advantages in the NFL right now and how that impacts your, your betting strategy. Uh, thanks so much. Ooh, I like that. Wow, I would say, five. well, first off, I would say that makes it ooh, 25% more likely that that was Chris Stone being Steve, given some of the the hints he dropped there, but I don't know. It still could be real Steve. Um, I guess we could do more. Either way, that's We could do more forensic analysis if we want. But uh, <laughs> all right. Um, why don't we do, Michael, why don't, why don't we just go back and forth? Why don't you name your top, yeah, sure. uh, top home field advantage? Sure, sure, Good sure. question, Chris, too. Thank you. Chris slash Steve. I, mean, I, would def- I would definitely say the Pats. Pats, okay. I like that. That would be like my number one. I you think. go Pats over like the Seahawks or Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, I just feel like they. Who wins in, yeah, in Foxborough? That's true. I guess I'm thinking more about like the noise and the way they kind of portray the actual like stadium itself. But I think you make a really good point in that that they just never really seem to lose there. So did didn't Mark Sanchez win win like a playoff game there? Yeah, I think so. Year? Yeah. How did how the hell did that happen? Anyway, yeah. So I'd say pass is my okay. first. Pass is a good one. Um, I'll go. I'll throw the Seahawks. Although obviously that's not in effect this year, given your earlier uh, interesting stat. Since they're only three and two at home, five and zero away. But I'd say historically, when Seahawks have been good, like that is a tough, tough place to play. Yeah, and then <clears throat> I, I'm playing. With, I'm yeah. I'm thinking about this. It's funny because he just said when they're good. I think that's actually. <laughs> It's so true. It's what because like when the Bears are really good, it's super hard mm. to play there. Um, I don't actually think the Niners have a particularly big advantage at home. I think playing in Dallas when they're good is really hard. Playing in Philly, maybe Philly. <clears throat> Philly's it's really one. hard to play in Philly. Yeah, you got to worry about the fans. You know. Throwing batteries and doing yeah, exactly. I mean, just like too. Giant Stadium, what a show. Uh, I don't know. I'd, I'm going to go with. <clears throat> Oh, the Steelers, too. I'm going to say Philly. Okay. Um, that's a good one. I think I would – next up, I would go Chiefs um, just because that place gets really, really loud. I think they historically have a pretty good pretty good home versus away split. Um, Although this year, they're 2-3 and three at home and 5-1 and one away. Yeah, what the hell? All right, they lost well, those back-to-back games at home, which is strange. Um, I don't know. <clears throat> All right, what's your uh, what's your what's number five to round probably it Probably the Bengals. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I I think I think either the Steelers or the Raiders. Uh, both of those teams. I mean, the Raiders don't really have a home after this year yet. But so I'm gonna go. I guess I'll go with the Steelers. I just feel like when they're good at home, it's really hard to beat them. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I think I like that one. The other the other thing to throw in the mix would be like kind of weather implications and like oh yeah. Like the Bills. Uh, yeah, like the Bills, like stuff like that. You know, you get a team that's used to, you know, playing, be playing in a dome, like the Colts, you know, having to go to a snowy stadium or Drew Brees and the Saints, you know, you're used to playing in a dome. That can that can uh, be a big advantage too. Um, but yeah, no, I, I like those. And then 
Stone's question on how does it impact how you bet. Um, you know, I think I, when I'm not thinking too hard, I just do the typical kind of like three point swing, which is the standard for home field advantage. And I'd say sometimes like I might throw an extra half a point or point if like a team has a particularly big, uh, good home field advantage. But what do you, what do you say, Micah? How do you approach that? Uh, I actually, my, my guess is, and I don't have any data to back this up, but my guess is that we probably overvalue mm-hmm. the home team in football. Mm-hmm. Um, especially of recent, I, I think that it doesn't matter as much as it used to. Um, cause guys are super well-prepared. Uh, they're, you know, I don't know, they zone things up, whatever it is. I just feel like it's not as much of an advantage as it used to be. Um, I mean, like, you know, you compare it to sport like basketball, the home home advantage of basketball just feels so much more immense. On the, on the flip side, baseball, I, I, there's hardly. It feels sometimes like there's hardly any. But, yeah. So my answer would be I don't I don't really think about it that much because I figure the lines just kind of take it into account. But my guess is that I probably overvalue it without thinking much about it. Yeah, no, that's a fair point. And you know, I think like I, I'll sometimes think about places where you don't have as good a home field advantage. Like we've talked about the Chargers before, where you know two thirds of the stadium can be Bears or Packers fans. So, um, but yeah, I think yeah. that yeah, maybe we do kind of overrate it at some point. But um, and then also like with the to your point about it maybe not mattering as much recent recently uh, or over recent years, I should say. You know, they have newer innovations like where the quarterback gets to have a you know, he has a speaker in his helmet, right? So he can hear what's coming down from the, yeah. so that, that would definitely uh, make things a little easier for the visiting team. But. Did you read that article on a, on a random tangent? Um, I hope you hope people out there enjoy a longer podcast this week. Sorry about that. But um, did you read that article on the SPN about how all these college basketball teams just play with whatever basketball they want at home and how it like totally messes up the away teams? Oh, interesting. Uh, it was, it, I think it was just yesterday, the day before, but it was like, um, what's his name from Michigan State? Tom Izzo had a quote that was like, yeah, like whenever it's not so bad whenever we go to play Wisconsin because we just practice out back with a rock all week. <laughs> Basically being like, you just know what basketballs these other teams use and you just have to practice with them and deal with it. And that it's actually like a kind of a crazy advantage that it's not regulated like it is in other sports. That is super weird. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, I don't know why I kind of, for some reason I kind of hate stuff like that, but uh, yeah. I don't, it just seems like a shitty way to gain the system, but got to, got to learn from like, the Patriots. I, I guess part of it, the standardized that, but anyway, yeah. learn from the Patriots. Uh, awesome. Well, thanks, Chris. Great question. Keep them coming. Uh, Jimmy, I think you got one last email. And then also if you want to read off what the phone number is to dial into our money line and, and the email, uh, you know, the mailbag address. Uh, yeah. Well, before we get to the last email, I, I just want to play the first few seconds of Steve's voicemail again, just so we can all take a quick listen. Okay. Hi, uh, this is uh, Steve Chaninsky. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Chris, don't. Uh, I don't know. Although, like, to be fair, he had me... <clears throat> He had me uh, googling Steve Kaminsky's in Minnesota, and you know, trying to find out if there if one exists. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna say yes. I don't know, Michael. Well, I would say I'm gonna say that's a minus minus three fifty line that that is in fact Chris Stone. But I don't know, what would you put it at? I Michael. And James. I mean, like I, don't, I guess so, but I really don't want it to be. I want to believe that it's a guy named Steve oh, Kaminsky from Midwest. I don't. I don't know if it's him. That accent is really good. Stone is good at accents. I will, I will give him that. He's uh, 
He's got a good Christopher Walken. We'll have to have him on the on the show sometime. Yeah. If, if okay, you know I, what? I, oh, hey. He should if if it was him, then he should call in as Christopher Walken. Next week. <laughs> but well, I'm still hoping it's Steve. Of, but yeah. Well, if any of our listeners want to call in and take a guess as to whether Steve is Chris, you can dial eight one eight eight six zero zero four two one. How was that for a segue? <laughs> or you can email us at allbetsareoffpod at gmail.com. Um, and so, yeah, let's get to Dennis's email. Um, he asks, if a layman, for example, Micah, was inserted it. as the QB of an NFL team, how long would he last before sustaining a debilitating injury? <laughs> oh, man. Assume that this person can't just spike the ball or throw it away every time. Interesting. All right. I love the question. I love the, uh, I love the hypothetical, especially when it involves Micah enduring bodily harm. So, <laughs> Micah. Uh, what do you think? Since you're the you're the layman in this case. Uh, so wait, is it like an injury that knocks me out of the game because it's like I can't walk, or I just like leave because I'm in pain? What, what? I think it's it's probably more that like you can't. It's it's more than just pain that you could bear and get through. It's like you you couldn't like really like perform your duties. Like- <laughs> yeah, like the, I don't think it has to be necessarily a broken bone, but it, like you know, you twist an ankle, like basically you're you're not mobile or can't throw would probably be the two, uh, the two main cases, or you get a concussion and CTE and your brain melts. I mean, I would say like one series at at most, like three or four plays. I'm like those guys, the speed of the NFL games. I I don't know if our, you know, of our six listeners or maybe it's 30. um, I don't know if people have been to live NFL games and sat close but it's pretty hard watching a game on TV to really understand how fast and how big the guys are. Um, if you're there watching a game live, like close, it's insane. So I, I would say just a few plays before something just like, <laughs> yeah, I would say it lasts very long. Yeah. I would say like pretty much any sort of contact is going to result in uh, some fairly significant injury, like any sort of, you know, 300 pound guy moving at speed and he connects with you is going to be rough. So I think it's more like, yeah. And, and I like the clause that Dennis puts in there about, you know, you can't just like chuck the ball away as quickly as possible. You I mean, have to like stand in the pocket. But, I do not. I, I do. I think I would be very surprised if Dennis himself lasted more than one play. Ooh. All right. What, what's the line of plays uh, that Dennis, that you could outlast Dennis? So minus, what do you think? Minus three and a half plays? How much longer do you think you could outlast Dennis? I mean, I think so. Because, you know, he's pretty scrawny, right? Oh, Ooh, shots fired. This is what I'm looking, this is what I'm looking for. Trying, what I was trying to cue up. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow. I don't know. Dennis has been, Dennis is into lifting, man. He, he deadlifts. How much, how, much, uh, how much are you deadlifting or bench pressing, Micah, over there? Uh, I can lift my kids a couple times. <laughs> uh, no, I don't think I, I mean, to answer, honestly, not more than a series. Yeah. Any of us would last. It'd be so scary. Oh my God. Is there a PS to that one too, James? No, there is a second question, but I'll save it for next week. All right. I like one, one, uh, one addendum to last week. So obviously Scott and I had never heard that, uh, that meme of the, the, ducks uh horse-sized duck or 100 duck-sized horses um so i looked it up a little bit after it 
and I watched Bill Murray answering Ooh. the question. Uh, it was pretty funny. He was basically like, um, so you'd think that if you had a horse-sized duck that like you could just discombobulate it by stepping on its giant web feet. But no, they don't have any sensation in those feet. So that <laughs> wouldn't work. <laughs> it's like, it's like, what are you talking about? And then when he's talking about the, the duck-sized horses, he was like, you know, I think I could take like 70 or 80 of them. But then they'd learn. And like those last 20 would just kick my ass because they'd be uh, watching the other ones go down and would just develop a new strategy. <laughs> uh, so he didn't, I don't think he really had an answer. Um, but there are a lot of people who give their thoughts on this question. I think I think Obama had gave his thoughts on Reddit. Interesting. How long like, do you think it would take us to genetically engineer this scenario? Like 500 years? Like <laughs> you know, what sort of kind of crossbreeding or genetic... Uh, Mutations can we force that, that we could actually have this happen? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It would take a while. But I, I'm not any closer to an answer this week than I was last week. All right. Well, maybe by the end of the year, we can come up with our, our final final answer to that one. Um, awesome. All right. Well, uh, thank you to all of our uh, short-time, long-time listeners and now callers. We, uh, we tripled our call output this week. So thank you to everyone who called in and wrote in. Please keep keep doing it. It's great content. Um, less time that you have to listen to us uh, give out our terrible picks and lose money. So, um, well, let's get into it. All right, 44 minutes in, <laughs> finally have a uh, get to what is supposedly the meat of our show. Uh, so, to summarize, we each pick uh, for each game. We pick what we think the line is. Whoever's closer wins that game. We tally it up for the week and see who has the most wins. And uh, I finally. Got back on the scoreboard last week. Micah had been crushing me, but I'm still down on the season uh, six to five. So hopefully I can fight back this week. Um, and on and, another uh, note, our producer, mm. um, who likes to taunt us during the week, told us that this week is very close. So I'm nervous mm. and excited about it. Oh, down to yeah. the wire this week. Oh, all right. I feel like every week's close. But uh, okay, um, let's get into it. So uh, Thursday night's game, which actually technically happened, but uh, Colts at Texans. What do you got, Micah? Uh, so I'm, I, I picked Texans by two. Texans won by three, and I'm a little bit annoyed because I actually thought about Texans by three. But I decided Ooh. that I thought the Colts might be considered a little better. So I had Texans by two. All right. Uh, I had Texans by two and a half, and it was Texans by four, which to me a little surprising given the Colts you know, had a pretty solid week last week. Texans got crushed, so I'm surprised that Texans kind of had the four-point spread, but uh, I'll take that one. Wow. Uh, I definitely wouldn't have thought it would be over three. Huh. Yeah, I, was, I, was, I started with three, and I was like, well, let me inch it down just because the Texans got smoked last week. It must have been because um, Brissett coming back and then Hilton was sort of limited. <clears throat> I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Hilton did not look good. But um, all right, uh, next up, oof. game that I actually might throw in my survivor pool, uh, Dolphins at Browns. Oh, don't do it. Don't do it, man. You know, so I have the Browns by 10, but this is just like a, I would not bet this game. Yep. Ever. All right. I, I, yeah, this one scares me too. I had Browns by 10 as well, and it's Browns by 10 and a half. So oh. we're both, both pretty close there. Nicely done. I don't, uh, I don't like it. <laughs> what Browns right, did show up? And then they don't have Garrett. The, I don't know. All right. Anyway. 
All right, next up, we got uh, Denver Broncos at the Buffalo Bills. Uh, I had a little trouble with this because I'm, I'm kind of confused. The Bills scored 37 points last week, which is kind of crazy, but I still don't think they're great. Anyway, um, and the Broncos blew like a ridiculous game against the Vikings. Um, where I think they gave up 20 straight points in like the fourth quarter. I have the Bills by eight at home. All right. I had Bills by seven, and it is Bills by only four, which is kind of crazy. Um, huh. I mean, not that I love the Bills, but I'll mark that one because we were both off by a bit. I, I mean, first Weird. off, like, fuck the Broncos, man. That would have knocked out half the people in my survivor pool who picked Minnesota, and I would be in a lot better shape. That, that game was so painful to watch as someone who <laughs> <laughs> was rooting against them for survivor pool purposes. Um, well, did you see – that that last that crazy last second defensive touchdown that the that the Niners scored. Did oh you see yeah, they did the sports books. I meant to bring that up earlier when we were talking about that game. Yeah, that was crazy. So so the Niners were up four, and the Arizona Cardinals had the ball right. And then do you want to say what happened next? Well, so the Cardinals tried some last. They're on their own like thirty or something, and they tried some last minute play with a bunch of laterals, and the Niners. Uh, picked up a fumble and scored a touchdown to go up by 10 and the game was over. And when, when the game's over and you're winning, you don't kick the extra point. So it just ended up being that the Niners won by 10. And what's, what's wild about that is that the line for a while during the week was, I think Niners nine and a half. And so you had a bunch of people betting on the Niners at nine and a half. And then it moved, I think to 10 and a half. And so then you had people betting on the other side. <laughs> and then it, I think it maybe settled at 10 at a lot of places. So, so if, if you bet late and it was 10, it was a push. But there's, sportsbooks got killed because they got killed on the early betting and the later betting because the line moved around where, where the actual score ended up. It was really – that, did I say that right? Something yeah, like that. I think that sounds right. Either, either way, it was pretty fucking crazy because uh, some people got really screwed or some people got super lucky because there's no way that that should have actually uh, been a cover for the Niners because, I mean, they were losing that game uh, most of the time and to lose it, to lose a 10-point spread uh, that, or to hit a 10-point spread that, luckily, was pretty crazy. Yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> All right, you're, you're beating me so far. All right, I'm so hopefully James wasn't lying. lying. That this is, ends up being close. Uh, well, you're clearly you're going to win the next few if it's close. So, uh, all right, next up, Steelers at Bengals. I have the Steelers by four and a half in Cincinnati. All right, I had Steelers by six, and it's Steelers by six and a half. Oh, oh, did James mess with us? Did you kill me this week? Well, he's probably he's probably backloading all of your wins just to give me a painful, uh, <laughs> dramatic loss, uh, much like the Minnesota win for my survivor pool. Um, this this is in the order that Sportsbook has them listed. Ooh, so. all oh, all right, okay, okay. So not right. not manipulated by our producer for drama, but uh, okay. You lose by six and a half, huh? Yeah, I mean it's the Bengals, but but it's also Mason this, Rudolph. I think this is the week the Bengals win. If it's going to be any week, this is probably it. But uh, Although they play the Dolphins later on, so who knows. Um, That's high. Huh. Good call. Good pick. Uh, yeah, I'm doing well so far. All right, uh, next up, Giants at Bears. Oh, yeah, this is a yeah. awful game. I, I, I didn't know what to do with this. Uh, I had the Bears by six. 
All right, I have Bears by nine, and it is Bears by six. So you nailed that one. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I didn't. I thought I thought about going higher, and it, I just figured uh, you can't like. I, I tried to imagine the bear like Trubisky or or Daniel winning by more than a touchdown. I just couldn't do it. Yeah, I think this is one of the like in theory picks for my survivor pool, but I just can't put money behind no. Trubisky. There's this no is way. a tough survival pool week. This is a rough one. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, next up. All right. You're, you got a, got one back there. On the board. All right. Uh, next up, Raiders at Jets. I have the Raiders by three and a half. Oh, man. I went high. I went Raiders by six, but it is, it's only Raiders by three. So you know uh, The Jets have won two in a row, and they look like half competent. Um, and it's in New York. <clears throat> you know, you're going West Coast to East Coast. Raiders... Also, the Raiders have played like something crazy, like five out of six road games or something. Oh, so you think they? And yeah, that's true. So you meet them. Might be kind of worn down. I, I think this is a toss up. Like I almost went even lower. I should have just done Raiders by three. But anyway, that's I, I'm not surprised by this. Interesting. Line. Okay, no, I was way off there. Um, all right, next up, uh, Panthers at Saints. See, I think this is. I think this is the. The your survivor pick, yeah, um, but because I think the Saints, like Michael Thomas, looks so good. They looked like they're clicking again. They just had like a kind of just you know a brief thing when Breeze came back. Anyway, the the Panthers look. I don't even know what happened last week. They looked so bad against the Falcons. I have the Saints by nine. All right, I had Saints by ten, and it's Saints by nine and a half. So we push on that we'll one. Split both it. close. Yeah. I, think this is probably my pick but uh i don't know okay well, yeah that see the well we'll get more into the survivor stuff later i guess but um i i'm with you that i think they have a better chance of winning than the the browns but there's all i mean uh than the yeah than the browns but there's other stuff in play yeah that's true you might want to keep the same well we yeah talk about uh okay so okay. it is still three to two after that push um next up uh buccaneers at falcons I, this was a weird one. I had no idea what to do with this because if you look at the Falcons the last two weeks, they're like world beaters, but otherwise they suck. Um, and the Bucks were have, have looked kind of pr- like they won last week, but it was hard. It was a tough one against the um, Cardinals, or was that two weeks ago? Anyway, I didn't know what to do with this. I, I decided that people probably think the Falcons are good again, so I had the Falcons mm, by eight. Okay, I had Falcons by three because I just figured they're two shitty teams, uh, and Falcons get home field advantage. Uh, it's Falcons by four and a half. So I'll take that mm-hmm. one. We both weren't that close, but I don't know. Yeah, eight seems a bit much to me, but it is true that you know recently they've actually been a pretty decent team compared to the Bucks. But uh, if there are any game I was I would like load up on, I <clears throat> I think it might be this one. I think the Bucks suck. Yeah, and I don't know if the Falcons figured something out, but even if they didn't like totally figure something out, I think the Bucks are terrible. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah. You know, by the way, when you when you look at Jameis Win, when you think about Jameis Winston, how often do you think of him as the quarterback of Tampa Bay, and how often do you think of him as like a quarterback of Florida? State? Um, I think now it's more Tampa Bay, um, but you know, I still think yeah, I think a lot of him with that championship year and how awesome that team was. Um, so I'd say it's like sixty forty. I only think 
I only think Florida State. Anytime I'm like, oh yeah, I wonder how like Florida is going, and then I'm always like, oh wait, he's yeah, not, he's not a Seminole anymore. He's been a league for like. No, that's true. Years. I think part of it is is that I uh, have had him on multiple fantasy teams because I'm terrible at fantasy now. So Ooh, that brutal. that kind of sticks in my brain is him throwing three interceptions. I noticed that your team kind of sucks. Yeah, my teams. Yeah, it it does suck. I have a crappy record. Like I, I have like decent parts. Each week I'm projected to score like 105 points, and then I score 85 points. So, um, that's uh, that's that's uh, the way it's been going. But fantasy is the worst. Um, it is. Uh, all right. Uh, so I guess I'm up four to two. Next right. up, uh, we've got ooh, Lions at Redskins. Is this? Oh, this is. Yeah, Lions around. Okay, sorry. No, go ahead. It's it's in Washington. Yeah. yeah, I should look at the weather. I had the Lions by four. Okay. In Washington. Okay, I had Lions by six, and it's Lions by three and a half. So that is easily taken by you. Um, yeah, we don't have to talk about this. We'll yeah, that game, that game sucks. Terrible. Um, next up, pretty good game, Battle of the Birds, uh, Seahawks at Eagles. Yeah, I think this is. It's not the game of the week. There are a couple others that are maybe two others that might be better, but I think this is a really good game. Uh, I have this. I have the Seahawks favored by one. Okay. I had Seahawks by one and a half, and it's Eagles by one and a half. Kind of surprising to me. Oh. I mean, see. Well, you and I were both thinking the same yeah. thing. Yeah, huh? that's one we could potentially take. Make that one. note that. One. I just don't see how the Eagles score. Like they lost to the Pats seventeen to ten last week. Their defense looked fine. I, the, I don't understand. Like they. Carson Wentz is like whatever. He doesn't have very good weapons. Yeah, as someone who starts Carson Wentz in fantasy, I can attest to how shitty he is <laughs> and how terrible it's been for my team. Um, but yeah, no, I think that that'll be a fun game. It's gonna it'll have a pretty big impact on playoff uh, implications, obviously. True. So, uh, that that's a good game to watch. So that's probably yeah. an afternoon game, I'm guessing. Actually, no, at Eagle. Yeah, because the night game is Cowboys at pass, right? Oh, you mean yeah, a four o'clock yeah. game versus a one o'clock game? Might be, might be an early maybe. Okay. I don't know. I've been sure. Um, all right. Next up, oof, Jaguars at Titans. I have the Titans by five and a half. Okay, I had Titans by four, and it's Titans by three. So they think they're even. Interesting. Wow. I don't know. I I, I do not have a good read on either of these teams. Um, what to expect out of them? Oh, I guess Nick Foles did he? He didn't play last week, did he, or did he? And, okay, no, so this, this will be his first game back. back. That's why – oh. Wait, did he play? I know they got crushed, so I don't – eh. um, I feel like I would have heard something about him, but I did not. But maybe that's just because they're the Jaguars and no one should care. Um, Wait, so we have three games left, and I'm down five to three uh-oh. and two ties. Just, so I have to win all three of these. To set win. it up. All right, we'll see. See what happens – I'm nervous. All right, next up, Cowboys at Patriots. Good game. Are the Pats at home by eight? All right, I had Pats by seven and a half, and it's Pats by six and a half. Yeah. Wait, shit. All right, <sighs> take that one. Game over. Um. All right. Six and a half. Huh? That's uh interesting. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think Pats obviously have a good home field advantage, but you know, about a touchdown feels right. Um. It'll be, it'll be a good one. This will be a big test for Prescott. Um, he's had a really good year yeah. so far, but going up against you know a really really good defense on the road, it's gonna be a fun one. 
I hate both of these teams, but I'm definitely rooting for the Cowboys. I guess that one is probably, it looks like it's a Sunday afternoon game, not not a oh, Sunday night. Oh, game. right. Packers 49ers tonight. Yeah. <clears throat> the other, <laughs> excuse me, sorry. The other reason to root for the Cowboys, if you don't like the Pats, is that if the Pats lose and the Ravens win, then the Ravens temporarily slide into the one seed. Yeah. So if you want the Ravens to have home field advantage in the playoffs, you want the Cowboys to win this game. Yeah. Wait, so hold on. Let me just go back to the final tally. So uh, so I'm actually only up two. I'm up six to four. So you do have a chance. Oh. There's two left. There are two uh, games left? Yeah. Oh, there's one more game this week than – are we morons? Am I a moron? There's, no, there's two. 14 games. Oh, yeah, okay. So I could tie it theoretically. All right. Uh, next up, Packers at 49ers. 49ers by three. I said four and a half, uh, and it is 49ers by three. You nailed that one. Wow, it really does come down to the last game, huh? Damn. Man, that's uh, – so you don't give the Niners any edge, given that they've – I guess they didn't look that good. I just don't game. think that their home field is that big of an advantage. Like, I think they're better. Yeah, that's But I true. actually think it's more like home field gives them one or two points, and then they might be one uh, or two points. Right. It's yeah, just maybe like that. that is it. That's a fair point. Um. And, yeah, these teams just feel, like, exactly even to me. Otherwise, I mean, or, like, very close. <laughs> Got it. All right. Uh, last game of the week. We'll see oh, man. if I can tie it. Uh, Ravens at Rams. I have the Ravens favored in where the Rams play. Anaheim, L.A., San Diego. Yeah, L.A.-ish. LA. So, Southern California. I have the Rams favored in L.A. by four and a half points. Oh, I had six, and it's only three and a half. Damn. Uh, All right. High game this week. Wow. Crap. Well, that's a pretty epic comeback, Micah. Well done. Three and a half, huh? You know why I think I, – I, I thought about this one for a while. Uh, I think that people probably see this as a trap game. <clears throat> After – yeah, I could see that. Um Man, you know, just... like the Ravens go west. They go like they go partying Friday night. It's like the weather's better. You know, like they're enjoying their season so far. And like Goff, they Goff, like the Rams are playing a little better. They the Rams need this game. The Rams they do need this. Shot the yeah. But I, I don't know. I just feel like Harbaugh has the Ravens focused because they they want to get home field against the Pats in the playoffs because that that's a big difference. Um, I don't know. I I could. You can't see the. I mean, I could just see the Ravens coming in and winning by three touchdowns because they're better. And, but I don't know. I think that's true. But you could see the Ravens doing that to anyone, right? Yeah, that's that's a good point. Do you want to see? Here's a question. Do you want to see? Oh wow, we're over an hour. Crazy. Sorry, everyone. Uh, do you want to see the Ravens play the Pats in Foxborough or in Baltimore? Uh, oh, good question. I feel like it kind of depends how the rest of the season goes. Like if the Pats still look strong, I'd probably want to see it in Baltimore. Like basically I just want to see it played where it's going to make the game most even and exciting. Um, mm. If the Ravens keep this up, I actually might want to see it in Foxborough just to see if Lamar can if they can do win it. there. Yeah. But, I kind of feel the same way. I think it might be more exciting. Yeah. It's like, can you really get over the hump? Yeah. Um, but either way, that that's going to be a fun matchup. I hope that hope that one happens. But you know, you never know. The Chiefs, you know, if one of those teams that's played the Chiefs first and Mahomes is healthy, like who knows? But um, so uh, this was our first. We, this is our twelfth week, and it was our first tie. 
That's crazy. Um, we should have a tiebreaker question. Maybe maybe Josh has to call in and give us the tiebreaker. <laughs> uh, I got an unofficial one. All right, let's hear it. Okay. What do you think is the early unofficial Super Bowl line for Sportsbook? If it's NFC versus AFC, what do they have listed right now? Which two teams? Or just, just like which They league? have the two leagues listed and they have a spread. So. Oh, interesting. Oh, that's interesting because the NFC is better, but is the top of the top of the AFC is better, right? Well, so let's see. The most likely one is either the Ravens or the Pats against either the Niners or the maybe Packers or Seahawks. Seahawks or the Packers or the Saints. I'd say I'd say AFC two and a half. Oh, that's higher than where is the game played? Uh, Miami Hard Rock Stadium in Miami. Ooh. Well, if the Dolphins make it, they'll have home field advantage. <laughs> I think that's higher than I would have thought. I, I think I think it's. I would say more like AFC by one and a half or one. I do think AFC, but I'd say it's closer. It is AFC by three right now. Oh, is it a full three? Wow. Oh, interesting. Oh. All right. Um, that's uh, that's interesting. That's pretty fascinating. So, do you think that? I guess that's just like Pats have not been there before. So even if they're not world beaters, they're still nine and one, and they just know their shit. And then just the Ravens. Because they just think the Ravens are awesome. Yeah, I feel like Pats are definitely get a lot of public money if they make it, and then yeah. if the Ravens make it, they'll probably be riding pretty high um, and maybe get a lot of the public money too. Oh yeah, I think you're right about public money. Mm-hmm. I bet that's that's a big big reason why. Yeah, just like everyone betting on the Pats. Yeah, interesting. That was yeah. a good one. Thanks, James. Yeah. Um, Should we do a Survivor? Yeah, let's quick? do a quick rundown. So earlier, if you. Uh, we're still, if you're still listening, we're still awake. Amazing. <laughs> Hopefully you're listening at like three X speed so that, uh, this doesn't take up your entire day. Um, so basically I'm in a survivor pool and I need to pick a team to use this week. Uh, so probably the main candidates would be the Browns against the dolphins, uh, the saints against the Panthers. And then I'm not even going to, I'm not going to use the pills or sorry, the, uh, bears against the giants because. Um, but yeah, so the Browns are a 10 point spread, uh, 10 point favorites, and the, the Saints are nine and a half point favorites. Um, one, one addition being that I have used the Saints already. So if I use them, then I will not be able to use them. Oh, no, you can't use yeah. them in the playoffs. So I don't know. Uh, it, you know, I, okay, here's my rationale. And yeah, then, and then obviously you, you decide, but I don't think you use the Browns because. If they, you're gonna have to root for them, mm-hmm. which is horrible. Mm-hmm. And if they win, you'll be like, well, that's annoying because like they, I like it when they lose. And if they lose, you'd be like, God, I hate them even more now. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so just from purely like an emotional standpoint, that would just like that's that fair. Just sucks. That's fair. But I, um, yeah, there's a. I I thought about this for, very very seriously for the last ten seconds. And I think you should pick the Bills. The Bills, eh? Interesting. Um, Denver is bad, but man, they like the Denver is bad. It's in, it's at it's at the Bills. The Bills have looked good. Better. Interesting. I do. I have. I think I did use Buffalo once earlier this year. So you know, one note is I wouldn't be able to use them again. But is that necessarily the worst thing in the world? Um, yeah, yeah. Like, what, what, what do you use? Oh shit! I've used them twice. Oh my god. Oh. Okay. 
So not using Buffalo. Wow, you're still alive and you've used them twice. <laughs> hey, they're like six and three or seven and three or whatever. Yeah, they're seven and three. Uh, all right, forget that. All right, well, I'm kind of leaning toward the Saints, but, uh, you know, especially maybe if everyone else picks uh, the Browns, it's good to zag when everyone else zigs in these pools because if you can get everyone else eliminated and you're still alive, it's great. Um, this is a hard week, man. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, what about the Falcons? Um. No, I just can't trust them. Um, yeah, but sorry. Well, let me know who you yeah, pick so I'll I can let you know. root for them with you. Uh, I'll suck. Oh, yeah, it's gonna be either way. It's gonna be painful. Last week was rough with that Niners game, and then uh, at least they pulled it out. Hey, who's the Thanksgiving game next week? Um, is it the Lions again? Well, the Lions always Lions and Cowboys always game uh, play, but um. Yeah, Bears at Lions. Uh, Bills at Cowboys and Bears at Lions. Oh, and Saints at Falcons are three games. Oh, man. I wish I did. Huh. Neither of those is a great game, but oh well. Bills yeah, at Cowboys would be good. I wish it were like Saints at Cowboys would have been cool. But, um, Vikings Seahawks next Monday night. That's pretty good. Hmm, that's a good one. Ooh, Pats Texans. All right. Anyway. Wow, an hour seven. Sorry, everyone, but uh, this is what you get when. We're feeling jovial. Yeah, it's uh, that was a fun week. Um, yeah, and the uh, drama-filled Micah comeback that was pretty impressive. Uh, I love how close we are. Yeah, I've, for the I've year. actually been impressed. There was a there's a few weeks where I especially was terrible, but kind of I guess. Like, Wait, what are the updated stats? Real quick. All right, so updated stats so for six five and one overall. Six five one overall. Uh, I'm up in overall game wins seventy nine to seventy four. You are up on nailed it. 20 to 18 and average delta. So difference from the actual line, you're 2.23 on 1.99. Under two. Impressive. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty amazing. Good. Um, yeah, you were actually closer this week. You were only off by 21 total points for 1.5 delta, which is pretty, pretty damn good. Huh. I'm we're getting good. better, but still not making money. Uh, <laughs> alright Michael well, that was fun uh, thank you thanks Jimmy did an awesome job throwing in the calls thanks to our callers uh, give us more for next week we love it 